0: Uh, Hey, are you up all night, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been running through your brain, whatever's going on with your body, Whatever it is you're going through or dealing with, whatever it is that every time you kind of try to close your eyes or relax, it it kind of jockeys for your attention. It says, hey, pay attention to me, or hey, why didn't you do this, or hey, if only, or or all those things. Whatever it is, I'm going to take my voice here, and I'm going to send it across the deep, dark night, and whether you're home with somebody else that's asleep or whatever's going on, I want to be here to take your mind off of it, okay? I want to try to distract you. I'm going to use lowing, soothing tones, pointless meanders, pregnant pauses, uh, detail without nuance, nuance without sense, you know, words without knowing their meaning, really. Uh, Tonight we're going to talk about, well, tonight we're going to switch it up. It's our Breaking Bad Metastasis show, but we're going to start out with a new uh, order of the segment, so it's going to be a kind of nonsensical language learning story to start with words that I, uh, with the vocabulary words I learned from Metastasis, the Breaking Bad uh, uh, remake, or I think that's what you call it, even though I've done like 30 episodes of the show. And then we're going to do, uh, uh, then I'll talk about the corresponding Breaking Bad episode, and it's just to, to to mix things up and see if this makes the show work for a few more people. That uh, the the, the, the stuff will be next, and then the breaking passive, and everything in here is done in a way that'll be lulling and soothing, and with with you in mind. So so I'm not gonna try to say, so I I do my best to do my recaps in the most lulling, soothing way I can. And if it's your first couple of times here, you might be wondering, who am I? What what am I doing? Why? All those things. Well, who am I? I'm Scooter, a.k.a. Dear Scooter, a.k.a. Old Scooch, your boyfriend. And I just happen to enjoy, and I just happen to have a storytelling. It's not quite a skill, uh, but it's similar to a skill. I have the near ability to tell interesting stories they can get to moderately interesting on the, I think it was the, uh, I think Calvin, before he invented the uh, that thermometer, had a storytelling scale. And when I tell stories, it's like, you know, some people, like, tell a story, like a Grandpa Simpson story, was, you know, the needle would just barely move. Or then if you're listening to, like, a really refined story, like on The Moth or Mortified or Snap Judgment, or something like that, you know, then the Calvin scale will be like, you know, in the green, a high green, you know, still safe levels of great storytelling. But when Scoots goes, when I start telling my stories, they say, it's not in the Grandpa Simpsons where it's like very little activity, and it's not in the green zone. It's kind of in that old yellow zone, you know, you see with those, I don't know, if, are those analog meters, the round ones with the thing? You know, it kind of like a meat thermometer. It, it, with my stories, you'd say, "Is the oven on?" It's it, well, it must be on. I don't know what's going on with your oven. It's just uh, it's going to need about twelve more hours in the oven. You know, where you got the, the thermometer even has an Ira glass. The picture, like a little it's more of a character of Ira glass on the thermometer. You know, that's when you're roasted. You say, "Wow, that's perfect." You just, you know. A new uh, iron glass thermometer, perfect roast chicken. And I say that because that's the hardest, you know, thing to roast, I think. Not because, and, you know, not trying to make a point other than, anyway, see, that this is like live, you see, well, it's, it, yeah, the oven's on, it's, the thermometer's not at zero I mean, I suppose if you've i heard of it rarely happening where someone gets their temperature taken and it's below normal. And you say, well, geez, that's that's odd. And that's what a lot of people say when they listen to the pack. It's like if you went to the doctor and your temperature, like you were perfectly normal, you went to... And they said, well, let me just take your temperature. Everything seems great. And then the doctor took it a few times and said, we say, Doc, what's my temperature? 75 degrees. That's odd. You say, that's about my podcast. If 98.7 or whatever the heck is normal, ninety nine, ninety eight point seven is that what it is? Um, mine's about 75 degrees, you know. You say anything below that, they'd say, the doctor wouldn't say it's odd, you know. I, I'm sure if a human was 75, I'm sure the doctor, well, I don't know. Was, again, that's why I tell the moderately interesting stories. But yeah, so I'm like seventy. you know. Uh, on a scale of, you know, 0 to 98.7, I'm at 75, but that's like a sliding scale, you know, because, you know, there's rare, rare, am I making sense here? Probably a little bit, Uh, there you go, that's another notch on the scale, That, that would be a different, probably you'd have to buy a different one, you put that in there, and you say, is scooter making any sense? You say, well, I don't know what is that is that it looks a little bit like the symbol for pie but not quite and I say is it is it Cyrillic did you buy this at the Russian market? And you say, no no that's that's the yeah scooters symbols see over there the ira, ira glass that's when you want your chicken right there where it says ira glass and you say well, what what if I want to roast a beast like on uh, you know uh, like on Christmas with the Grinch or whatever he say okay, well, that one is, uh, You said, you're getting a little bit like Scooter, you're getting way off track, we, we, how do we get caught up in a, and he say I don't know, I think, see, he was trying to explain his podcast, and then I thought, the, maybe the oven's on and it's open, and he said, oh, yeah, the guy came by, he changed it from natural gas to ether gas. And say, okay, now it's all starting to make sense, you know, in a, a nonsensical way. So I don't know. Sometimes these, uh, sometimes these metaphors come together. This one is not seem it's seeming like something you put in the oven at two hundred degrees, and you know that didn't do anything. Uh, but the thing is about the podcast is if you did that in a regular situation, your guests get there, you pull it out, and you're like, oh boy, now cook, you know, now you turned to mush at two hundred degrees in the oven for six hours. It was, it was, yeah, sorry, boss. But with the podcast, you don't have guests coming over. That's the best part. I'll be in your kitchen talking to the guests while you go and curl up in your bed and snuggle in, get comfy. And instead of the guests coming to the house to eat, I'm, I'm entertaining all those little voices in your brain, all those other little synapses firing to get your attention. I'll be in the kitchen with them. And I'll, you know, just like it, this podcast isn't quite this boring, but for your, for metaphorically, you know, I'll just start opening kitchen drawers, kind of like that seagull on uh, little mermaid and I'll start pulling stuff out like the oven thermometer, like I already did. I, I mean, I kind of ruined those. They weren't jokes either, but I say, you know, I'll take out the spork and just like that one tousled its hair. You know, and I'll say, well, can you come up with something unique? And I said, well, yeah, you had that one earlier. And then I'll, uh, you know, I'll probably, if I, if you have a cheese grater and a wooden spoon, you know, I can do a mean pretend steel drum. And then, you know, maybe I'll wear something as a hat. I don't know. Do you have a trivet? What is a trivet? One, but do you have one? Three, would that make a good hat or a colander? Ca- Whatever, the thing for the pasta, I could definitely, that's more of a a chapeau. And I'll just be, so I'll be doing that in your kitchen. Don't worry, I'll reorganize everything. Your Ira Glass collectible meat thermometers will not be damaged in any way, except the damage I already did when I touched them. And, you know, which you see you should, but this is a metaphor. So nothing can be damaged or misorganized. Uh, So that's really it. I just want to take your mind off stuff. Kind of amusing, but, you know, kind of of amusing, very strange. Uh, So it's not for everybody, but uh, it's a good intention. Like I said, uh, I want to create a safe place. I want to send this message to you across the deep, dark night. You're not the only one that can't fall asleep tonight. And while you may be physically alone or you may just feel alone, you know, there's a lot of other people out there that, well, we 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 can relate. We might not know exactly what you're going through, but we can relate, and I can feel for you. Believe me, I've been there, and and that's what underlines my desire to do this show. Uh, otherwise, it'd be, you know, if, if there wasn't a good intention and the potential to help people fall asleep, this would be incredibly embarrassing, clearly. Uh, but it's not. It's not at all uh, because I want to help, you know, and, and this it just seems to work for some people. And, and I put, put put a lot of work into it but, but because it, it's kind of fun, I guess. And and what can I say? I'm grateful to be here. I really hope, I really desire to, to help you fall asleep. And thanks for coming by. Uh, Housekeeping-wise, we're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes are there. You can comment on the website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get me on Twitter, at to your scooter on Facebook at sleepwithmepodcast. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who does our music. He edits some shows. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork. We've got a Facebook group over at com slash nods, N-O-D-S. And I want to thank uh, Jennifer B., Rachel L. to the G., Alexandra, Julie C., Laura, and y I over there. Uh, those are noderators. And let's get on to the show. Hey, you up all night? Tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep with Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. What we do is a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up at night, whatever's running through your brain, uh, whatever signals your body's sending you, whatever turbulence is rippling through your emotions, whatever it is. If it's any of those things or none of those things... I'm going to be here, I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night, and I'm going to try to distract you from whatever it is that's keeping you from crossing the threshold to sleep. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, you know, stories. That, uh, they say this, this is a bit like a flat circle, kind of. If I could, you know, like the person that can't grasp the flat circle metaphor... They say, "Can I, What's the difference between a flat circle and a raised circle?" I, I don't understand, you know. And they say it's the T. It's Matthew McConaughey's on the TV, Scoots. They say, "Okay, well, no, no man." And they say, "Oh, wait, you're in my brain. I can't ask you either." And it's not a rhetorical question. And so then, so that's let's see. So, so I'm gonna try to distract you with stuff like that, but not too pondering. I won't you know, like. Uh, I won't, you know, try to explain what a flash circle is, and, and if I do, there's not really a chance. If you miss it, it won't be enlightening. It'll be d- d- like a dim- like a light di- like a dimmer switch. I guess this is reusing the oven metaphor, but it's true. It'll be, you know, I'm not, I'm not at bright lights, and I'm not quite the lights aren't out. Not quite a makeout light level, which I don't even know. It seems like I, my switch, my, my you know, my slider doesn't have that level, except for hand make out in the mirror level, which is just regular lights of my band. Anyway, anyway, okay, hold on, and that's called practice, by the way. Uh, internal critic, that's you know, making me blush. Uh, but yeah, it will be kind of like the lights are dim. You can kind of make out things, but you see, everything looks softer in this light. The edge is taken off everything. So I better stay in bed. You know, I'd rather not. You know, and I said, well, I don't need to think about it because uh, there's enough light around me that I that I feel safe here and, and warm. It's one of those warm, you know, warm, you know, natural light, you know, Calvin scale bulbs with all the numbers and the K in there. And you'll just be in bed. And and, 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 and what I'll be doing is basically talking about stuff like that with the attention of taking your mind off of stuff. And a big question, if you're new here or you've been around, and I try to explain it a lot of different ways, is why, why would someone do this? And, and tonight I'm going to give a personal personal story, not really a metaphor, uh, but in some sense it is 100% true story, unfortunately. Uh, so... And this will kind of explain it, and then th- that'll be the intro. It'll probably be, bo- you know, it'll be lulling and soothing. Ideally, you'll fall asleep during this personal story, because it, believe me, uh, the disclosures in this story will be mild. And you say, well, if you, eh, well, yeah, scooter broke some personal news on the podcast last night that he's been struggling with. Well, what was it? it was about, uh, I don't I don't know. I think it was about a, TV, in a tube TV. Because that's what it's about. So I've had this tube TV. I, I had a, a tube TV that I bought on Craigslist for fifty dollars. Great bargain, Sony Trinitron. Uh, it was like one of the last tube TVs made with H. It was HD tube TV, square. You know, that's a, it was before they had the uh, you know the what else, rectangular TVs. And at the time it came out, it was probably a fortune, but I paid 50 bucks. The TV weighs about 300-plus pounds because it's a tube TV. The tube TV really is a good—it's too bad they got rid of those because that's really a good podcast for this podcast, where tube TV. So I have to—somebody have to remind me that uh, I have to reinvent that meaning of that word. So I got this tube TV, right, and now I'm going to keep saying it. Uh, and I had it in my place here where I live, the apartment— And last year, so one year ago, or a little bit more, between Black Friday and Christmas, or Cyber Monday, yes, I bought a new TV. I said, Scoots, I have a formula. If anybody's thinking about buying a TV, I have a simple formula so you know how much to pay. I haven't readjusted it for 4K TV, but but I'll give you the number. Uh, It's really simple. But, you know, this TV fit my mathematical formula that I could buy a TV, so that's one, the kind of person that makes a package. a person that has a mathematical formula who can barely do math in order to buy a TV. Uh, and so I bought this TV, and it was a nice TV. It was another, t- I, I guess I prefer, I'm a, like a nearly-ending adopter. I got like a plasma as they were going out, you know. So I had a tube, you know, I'm on the late side, creaky side of Dulcet, even in my purchases. But so I get this TV, I take the other TV, very heavy, I take it off the TV stand, I put the new TV in there. And this tube TV is humongous. So it takes up a portion of my living room floor. So I just push it into, not even in a corner, but against a wall under a window next to the chair my dog likes to sit in. It's her chair. It's not her bed. I guess it is her bed sometimes, but... uh. And there that TV sat through the seasons, through an entire—if this was a movie, we'd go to um, the—we'd play a song, and then we'd do a time-lapse through the seasons. And, you know, we'd probably rewrite it so it took place, not in the Bay Area, where there are seasons somewhere else. And maybe we'd do, you know, seasons change, and I would—you know, maybe I wouldn't shave or something— or I'd change outfits, but the TV would not change. It was sitting there on some old towels. At one point, it was on a a flatbed, flatbed. and then I decided, well, it was borrowed. So I said, well, i got to return that. and And I can't quite explain this. This is where we get into this strange space. That hopefully a lot of you can relate to and hopefully this translates to a lot of you's bedtime. this mysterious thing and I'm not being joking. It's like okay, I am a functional adult near adult. Uh, but something about this TV became a vortex of impossibility. It couldn't find it couldn't find the will to find someone to help me move it. or every time I did, I said they would do, about ten times I said to my buddy I said when he was coming to pick me up for work or bringing me home from work, I said, well, why don't you come early? And then whatever. I said, you know what, never mind. I don't want to deal with that TV. So that's probably, maybe not 10 times, maybe eight times I did that, it was like four in the early morning and four after work. And so then, then the TV sat there. And at some point I just stopped and I said, okay. And I think most of me forgets about it, forgets that time's passing, kind of detaches myself, but the TV's still there. Occupying this huge portion of my living room, ugly, you would say, and I'm not, you know, I'm not exactly, uh, you know, I don't know, whoever, you know, keeps in a nice place or whatever that decluttering book is, is then a decluttering or whatever where you say, is this bring me joy? And I'm not trying to bag on that, because it's probably, like, this TV was not bringing me joy. It was as close to an albatross as I could get, except my ship, I was the only, you know, I was the only crewman. Except, you know, I don't know, it was a bit... So the TV sat there, and time passed. And every once in a while I'd think about trying to deal with it, and I would get to... And again, a lot of people would... uh, out there in the fully functional world or the people that, you know, proclaim they're fully functional. I might say this to someone around the old water cooler. If you had a job, you know, if there was ever a job that actually paid for water anymore these days, they say tap, what's called tap water. Anyway, that's a soapbox moment. Um, I'd say, they say, well, why can't you move your to you? I don't know. It's this thing inside me. It's not, it's some sort of uh, squinching going on inside me. In your body, well, my body and my feelings—they think it's a squinch, more of a squinch, squinch, and a scrush—all those things right inside, right, right here—and just make a broad, general motion around my whole body and my—and they say, "Well, have you? Told, why don't you just get rid of the TV?" Well, because—and eh. they say, "Well, just can't you just can't you? Let's go get rid of it." And they say All right, I got to get back to the spreadsheets that I'm avoiding doing too, 'cause they they don't they scrimp me. It's a little more of a scrimp than the scrunch. And so time went by, and I would go through these things, and I felt ashamed. There was a part of me that felt ashamed. A part of me I felt embarrassed. A part of me I felt self-critical. Parts of me that overthought about it, or said if only you were the kind of person that could deal with your TVs. You know, the the rest of this stuff would just fall right into place. And even that siren song didn't really. It said one day, you know, you'll get a magical TV fairy. He'll come in and just take care of that. He'll so, say, okay, I'll be waiting on that one. And so, uh, so there the TV set. And maybe this is a sign. And this does parallel some of the stuff that's going on in the podcast. And, uh, you know, or when you're lying in bed, I don't know. If you've got voices like this, but every once in a while, I'll be like, Hey, bud, why don't we deal with that TV? And I'd say, who, who said that? You know, they say, No, 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 I, you're too, you know, what are you? Is, it, is it the part of me that goes running and s- smiles a lot? No, thanks. Okay, I got, I got, I got this TV problem right where I want it. And then the silence, you know, it's the kind of silence that eats at you. And then you get the scrunch, 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 like, and then you'll say, okay, I think I'm going to go to bed. I'll go back to bed. I'm not tired, but I think I'll curl up for a while. And that went on. As I said, seasons changed, but the the situation didn't. But there's something, you know, changes afoot. And I said to myself, and this is a strange thing to say it's impossible. But to me, getting rid of this TV, at least on a 66% of me level, was impossible. It was a task that was never going to happen and I was fully incapable of doing. And then I said to myself, and, I, and these things just tend to accumulate in my life—these little impossible things. And I don't—I think for those people that can relate to that, it, it does seem funny, and it's incredibly painful at the same time. And maybe on some level, that people would scoff at. And you know, when when in the face of real suffering, this is not true suffering. I don't want to take anything away from that. Uh, these are luxury problems. But, you know, our emotions kind of, I guess, make them feel real or something. I don't know. But, you know, so at some point in the last month, I said, man, I got to get I said, come on, let's see if we can do this. And then, you know, I don't really have like a an t- emotional toolkit. I have more of a disorganized emotional tool drawer with other stuff in there, including, you know, uh Open maple syrup packets or maple syrup, like, you know, mixed in there, you know, with sharpies without their tops. So when I dig into the old emotional toolkit, it takes some, you know, looking around. But I said, finally, something, I, saw, I found something, that said, hey, just, just, uh, why don't you look at it? So then I said, oh, wow, just get on Craigslist? You kidding me? That's how easy it was. So then I got on Craigslist, I said, oh, and I said, hey, what's the name, what's the number on the TV? Put that into Craigslist, and I guess what I'm trying to tell you is, then I did that, and then I saw in Washington, and Baltimore, and in Indiana, a few other states, people had given these TVs away for free, which was my intention. And I said, well, I could just cut, cut and paste it, man, do, and then something said, "Hey, buddy, let's do it right now." And 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 then I said, okay, and then it was, I mean, the other voices were still there. Believe me, what are you, what are you doing? You know, even Nana, would you think, you know, Nana's? you're going to give away a free TV? Oh, boy. Well, I'll see you soon up here because you're on your way. They said, well, Nana, you can't be up there. Oh, well, what kind of? And then so, you know, that whole thing went on. But I put it up there, and then I just cut to the chase. The TV's gone from my life, and it feels good it feels really good. I'm not kidding you. And I know it'll wear off and maybe hopefully I won't fall in the habit of, you know, letting that open space. I said, well, I can now open those cabinets after a year. And then they said, Hey, we're having a party in here, the dust moats. And I said, well, how about I, uh, you know, well, I don't own a vacuum, so I can't ruin your party actually. And I don't have the willpower today to deal with your moat party. Ain't no party like a decimo party. You know, 'cause the decimal party, you know, doesn't stop unless you stop it. It was possible. And and you might say you look back on it in some, you know, stern department said, Well it's possible all along. Why don't you just what's wrong with and I say, Well Okay, can I can I just try to move forward with this one? And I'll tell you what the main message is. You know, I'm not a well person. I guess that's the main message. Uh, but I'm still trying to function in this world like the rest of us. And I think a lot of you out there, you say, see, I don't know what, you know, I got the user, user manual that doesn't include pictures or the language. Any, you know, I say, what is it? And they say, it's not a user manual. That, that's a buttered toast. And I say, well, this is my roadmap for life, a piece of buttered toast. And they said, "Well, no, 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 it's a pretend buttered toast." It's, and I say, "Okay, let's get too metaphorical." And they say, "You—that's my roadmap for life: a metaphor of a toast." And so that's somehow how I got here. But I want to let you know: it's like it's, it's, these things seem impossible, and this just really happened. And, and it does feel good. And I don't want to take that away from anybody—that uh, these little tiny impossible things. Like all those voices that might carpet you at night that I'm trying to distract you from. Uh, there is hope out there. And right now there'll be distraction. There'll be about 45 minutes of me talking, lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders. Uh, but that's why I'm here is to take your mind off stuff. Because cause goodness gracious, if you have anything like that, and that's just a TV, just is, you is, is think about, the, you know, it's okay, you know. I can relate, and whether it's your ankle or something that happened at work or a relationship or a serious, serious thing you're going through or just something you're excited about, uh, it's important, but but it's also bedtime, okay? And and I want to have a little, I guess mercy is the right word. Say, hey, this guy, he can't get rid of his TV he finally did. Let, let him have a little grin and a little joy about it, okay? And I want to do the same for you bedtime. Cre- bedtime. I guess I create a safe place just like I created a, you know, I guess like a moat party zone. I guess I created parking for the moat if the dust moats have cars. They say, well, I cleared up a safe place for us to park our moat mobiles. I say, great. So then I created another, and they say, okay, well, I'll have to deal with that. And whether I deal with it tomorrow or the next day, tonight, it's time for rest. You deserve rest. And that's why I'm here. I'm glad you stopped by. It's your first time here. This podcast is out there or uh, in there. It's like the uh, the one dust moat that's listening to the party. And, yeah, we're dust moat-friendly party or podcast, too, so... Uh, I don't know. I'm glad you're, what I'm trying to say is I'm glad you're here and I really hope I help you fall asleep. Thanks for stopping by. Okay, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes are there. You can find our show notes on the website. You can comment on the website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can comment on Twitter at Dearscooter, Facebook at sleepwithmepodcast.com. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who does our music and edits some of our shows. I want to thank uh, Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork. I want to thank our nod over at our Facebook group, com slash nods. That's a lie to lie. Rachel L. to the G, Jennifer B., Julie C., Alexandra, and Laura. All right, thanks so much. Uh, Hey, you're only tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain. Whatever's had you up tossing and turning, whether it's your mind, your body, your feelings, your spirit—whatever it is—external noise, you, you know, irritating people nearby you, sleeping partners. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the uh, magic of lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, wings of pointlessness, reusing words in the same sentence. Uh, strange, uh, expected pauses. Mis- misdirection. I guess it can't be classified as misdirection because I love misdirection in the hands of masters like magicians, Weiss and Benioff. And I gotta tell you, anybody that wants to steal that for, you know, anybody that writes anything about the media, you know, go ahead and steal it. Weiss and Benioff, masters of misdirection. We sit down. Uh, to talk to the masters of misdirection about the upcoming season of Game of Thrones. There you go, okay? And I said, Can you get us the interview? Nope, just I said, I tell you what, you I I don't know what grocery stores they use, but they they you know, just say Holy, is it, honey, we're in the frozen food, foods aisle, but I'm pretty sure that's one of the masters of misdirection as I was just uh, penning an ode to them. That probably would creep them out. Who do you think would make more uncomfortable weiser Benny off uh, if I made an ode to misdirection? Now, just as an aside, before you know, I'll come back to this ideally, but I might forget. Uh, this podcast is a bit of misdirection. I'm sending my voice here across the deep, dark night to misdirect your attention from whatever's been, you know, whatever's got you up. I'm in a, you know, or maybe redirect it. I guess I'm more in the redirect or the in, you know. They say, well, you know, indirect, mis, Mister Bad Directions. If Weiss and Benioff are the masters of misdirection, and you know, maybe someone into one of the more softer martial arts, or you know, traffic traffic people direct, those are in, those are the redirection people, or you know, walls they redirect. You know, rubber balls they say, yeah, I am the bad direction. You say, well, I say I'll get you there. Actually, I am not terrible at giving directions. I just say, well, you got you know that street with a tree, no, the other tree the one with the swing, and then you'd say, yeah, okay, go all the way up that hill to that tree with the swing. Uh, Because I I think 12 years ago I left uh, uh, one of the G.I. Joe characters, Snaggletooth may have been his name. Or it could have been the co-pilot for Lando Calrissian. I'm not positive what his name was either. He looks like him a little bit. And I think I created a, what do you call that, a burial mound? Right by. Well, how do I get to the meeting? Okay, so when you're done with, so you know what I mean. Do you know what the, the character I'm talking about? Okay, anyway, so then after that, what you want to do is come, keep going, because you know you're on your you're on the right right way. But as soon as you cross that he'll take two rights, actually take three rights, and then go straight. And then, um, what have, Okay, so that, and so that's, I guess that's my, it's, 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 he's, uh, long winded directions. But back to old, of, uh, Weiss and Benioff, what, what, you might say to yourself, Scoots, it's the, uh, it's the middle of the winter. What, you know, I said, well, yeah, of course, it's, there you go. You, you know, winter's coming. And I'm waiting for spring, for spring to come. And I was just looking up the date of the, when the premiere is. And I was thinking about those, so I guess if I ran into one of them, maybe what I'd do, though nowadays this is impossible anymore. But in, if it was a movie, you know, I'd this would be too creepy. I wouldn't do this to them. So maybe I'd just wait till they're in the cereal aisle, and then I would make up an ode to misdirection to just maybe the, the, you know on purpose have them accidentally hear it. And I can't really do that ode right now because they haven't written it. But I'd say, oh, masters of misdirection, oh, Weiss, so nice, and Benioff, uh, with all the good qualities of the hoff and the, the, the icy coolness of the planet hoff, oh, masters of misdirection. I guess if I was doing it in the grocery store, I wouldn't use their names, you know, because I'd want... I want them to be like, someone doing an ode about misdirection? That's, you know, one of our—what uh, Scooter assumes is one of the tenants of the production of Game of Thrones. And then I would say, you're you talking about Scooter? That's me. Uh, I'm Drew by it And I'd run around the aisle, and I'd say, I wonder if that's Weiss or Benioff. And I wonder if they'll remember the time I said, they, you know, I got their names messed up— uh, and, I say, and then I'd say, don't do any DB Cooper jokes, okay? Don't do any DB Cooper jokes. And then he'd just be like, well, I'm the other one. And I said, the other, okay, so don't do any Pete Moss jokes or anything, you know? And I'd say, okay, okay. I see, so, yeah, I was doing a little ode to misdirection. I feel like uh, my podcast is more of, you know, bad, you know. I, I don't know. I don't have a metaphor for it because, you know, but I bathe. Well, I don't actually bathe, I guess. I just really love how you guys do that stuff. You kinda bring our attention one way with the storyline and I don't know how it is for everybody that knows everything about the books and then you say look over here, listen over here and then bada boom bada bing bada b- you know shamalama, the next thing you know you say what what like what that's at least me. And I just want you to know that you know how, my, and they said, Well, wait a second, we have a no misdirection bond. And I said, Come on now, I know you're you're misdirecting me. And then I realized, Okay, so there's really, good. and then because he was waving the security guard over, so he was misdirecting me. And then I said, Thank you. And then I started, and I said, As I was escorted out, well, first, don't try to hold on to any boxes of cereal if you're trying to. Because, you know, there's no grip. I mean, you can hold the cereal, but it's not going to keep you on the store. And I tell you what, I can't say which one Woister Benioff it was, but a lovely smile as I'm being dragged away, saying, oh, misdirection. uh." And then I I said, well, this is Crunchberry. And And then I was misdirected yet again by the captain, of misdirection, Captain Crunch. I mean, no offense, He's it is a misdirection, because I, I said, I just want the berries. And then he said, well, we came up with, you know, just the berries. We had that cereal. And I said, well, yeah, but there's something about having the— ca- it gives me something to be ornery about. It, like, hey, Captain, you're the, uh, you know, you're the, uh, whatever the— uh, I, I castigate you while I eat your cereal. And say, okay, so if you're new here, you're probably a little disoriented. So after that happens, you want to, uh, like, so after those rights, and then you're going to go and you're going to see a brown house, and you're going to stop there, and then wait, and then wait, okay, and just wait. You keep your car running. Keep it in drive, too. And then you'll hear this, you can't miss it, you know, even with your car running, this creak of this door and then just hit the gas and go. Uh, I can't tell you why, but it, it, don't worry, no one, you know, it'll be everybody will be laughing. And then so, if yeah, I guess if you're new here, this is kind of how the podcast goes. This is a little bit of a metaphor, but it's not really because this puts a lot of people to sleep. This part and it's a little bit lighthearted. I don't know how funny this one wasn't super funny, but it's true. What I'm trying to do is, I mean, a theory, as they say, is you can only think about two things at once. And some people say that's true. Some people might say it isn't. But if we go back to to Game of Thrones and Weiss and Benioff or other uh, high-level storytellers across all genres, you know, one of the things that creates a thrill, a visceral something or other, is when they make you think you're going one way, and then they go the other way, or they make you think the story's about this thing, and it's called—I don't know what it's called—because I'm more, you know, I just say, just park the car. We'll do some pregnant pauses. And so I guess what I'm telling you is, I'll, uh, I'll get the attention of your your uh, your brain bots and your pain bots or whatever. So I'll take your attention in, uh, but clearly I'm no Weiss and Benioff. I'm the man. Who, who sings odes and whispers them through cereal boxes to Weiss and Benioff until, you know, I got to stay without a thousand. And then I, well, I did. I said, well, I just get a walkie-talkie. And I said, Your Honor, you know, I was a thousand, more than a thousand feet. I can't help it. I said, these walkie-talkies are great. Breaker, Breaker, uh, Your Honor. I said, Your Honor, it's for you. Breaker, break. And they didn't like that at that courthouse. Or actually, they haven't liked it at any courthouse even the time I paid the bailiff to put it, you know, I said, can you hide this for me? And then I said, you know, I said, I declare mistrial. It was under the robe of the, the, the your honor. So, and they said, well, if only I knew what serial Weiss and Benioff got, I could put a prize inside, you know. But they have families. They don't want to deal with me. But this is more of the nonsense side of it. So, you, the thing is, you could say, okay, I am misdirected. My attention's on Scooter. But then you could say, well, I say, I don't really need to invest all of my attention. I don't need to invest a majority of my attention. You know, just let me take on the burden burden part of your attention, the part that's pestering you. Uh, for some reason, those parts you bring, they find me, they say they love what my antics, which I call my life, unfortunately, not antics, antics for me, but for them. You know they they always come to my trials but you you wouldn't believe at the trials I'm in now how many brain brainbots show up and you you know you humans can't be aware of it obviously because it's happening on a, a you know you're misdirected by a real you know adult life or something I don't know. So I guess I tried to get to the point. I don't know if I got there. And that's kind of how things go here. It's well-intentioned. What I want to do is help take your mind off of stuff so you can fall asleep. I'm a bit odd, a bit strange, a bit weird. A bit of a, to use a strong word, an income poop sometimes. And you know what I say? Hey, I, this is what I do. It works for some people. Doesn't work for everybody. Yeah, you know, I hope it works for you. Give it a few tries. If it doesn't work, I'm sorry. You know, I, they, they used up your time. You know, you could always contact me, and I say I, I might have some other ideas to help you fall asleep, too. Uh, but mostly I want to say thanks for stopping by. I'm glad you're here, and I really hope I help you fall asleep. All right, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, older episodes are there. You can find uh, our show notes. You can comment on the website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Dear Scooter or on Facebook. If you have a chance and you feel like you get value out of this podcast and you, you want to give a little financial value back, you could go to Sleep With Me Podcast, donate. I'd really appreciate it. If you can't, you know, you could write us a review on iTunes or if you don't choose to, or you could just listen to the podcast just to make sure you're subscribed uh that's that we have a facebook group i want to thank alexandra laura julie c rachel l to the g lie to lie jennifer b Uh, and that facebook group is over at sleep with me podcast at the com slash nods that's just a place you could talk to other listeners if you can't sleep or just you know make friends i I was telling you there's a lot of friendship and, and support going on over there I want to thank Chris Posty-Posterson, who edits our episodes and who does our music. He's got a podcast, Sounds Like an Earful. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our honor, on our artwork. And I think that's it. Let's get on to the show. Hey, if you're only tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep, well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep we do. with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been running through your brain, whatever's going on with your body or your feelings, whatever's keeping you up at night, tossing and turning. I'm going to try to distract you from that. I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. And just kind of try to be your companion. I'm going to kind of be like a boring companion. But a companion who don't feel beholden. You say, "Jesus this is a... Okay, so you're boring. I can say, hey, you're kind of boring. You know, it's kind of like... A... I guess I'm kind of like a sidekick. A nighttime sidekick. I never thought about it that way. You know, you had Batman and Robin. You know, my sidekicks are... I guess I'm more like a laurel uh you know then a than a robin if it was like batman and laurel oliver laurel maybe hardy i can never figure that out the good the tall skinny one or you know the larry i don't know if i'm curly or Mo, but i might be a little bit of a larry but, but I'm your sidekick. You, everyone, kind of knows what a sidekick. is. I'm your nighttime sidekick. I have powers of distraction, superpowers of boredom, wings of pointlessness to carry your attention away. And so, what I'm gonna do tonight. I'm gonna tell a sto- tell a story, kind of like a story. Uh, be a real time recipe tonight. So uh, you know this. This is a, you say okay. If if you are a superhero, and most people don't get the credit they deserve for the superhero level work it just takes out there. You know, everyone's, it, life offers an unlimited variety of wonderful challenges for our plastic brain. Thank you, life, so much. Oh, the glass is so, okay, that was like acting. Oh, the glass is so half full to the brim. It's halfway full, but right to the brim in my book. And that's a new, new, uh, you know, as your sidekick. And you know, I'm always looking for new things to add to the old, uh, you know, nearly useful belt or whatever I carry. That was called, uh, you know, forced positivity, force of pop, forces of forced positivity, but you know, not to kind of ram it down your throat, but to take you say, "Oh yeah, I'm not the only one." That, uh, he say, say, yeah, Batman, I know you live, you know, you live in a. Say, why don't you, really, why you gotta go down in that tunnel? Why you got a rich house? I mean, if I had, you, don't you got a pool? Uh, couldn't you be planning your crime fighting from the pool or the hot tub? Be like, thanks. They say, what's your superhero name? I don't know that you're putting me on the spot, Batman. Why don't you go up to the hot tub? There'd be less questions there. I'll have Alfred bring you a nice, you know, Electrolyte laden, low calorie, refreshing drink. And, you know, we'll bring, you know, we got to get some cruciferous vegetables in you, Batman. You know, so you'd be ready and rested. And what are you doing? That? You're going to catch a cold down here. And I say, you know, okay, come on upstairs. And hey, why don't you take that cape off? I always think, why what's with the cape? You're going to get it caught in something. And I know you might say it's symbolism or for flair. And they say, you got enough flair, you got those pointy ears, right? Those are pretty nice. And uh, so anyway, hey, hop in the hot tub, Batman. And I know I could do, you know, I offer that by podcast so that you don't have to be a Bruce Wayne-level billionaire uh, to get to have your, your podcast sidekick here, your bedtime sidekick, nighttime sidekick, without a crafty name that has not randomly popped into my head. That's what I'm going to do. You're going to get ready for bed. You're going to press play on this podcast whenever you choose. It could be, you know, before brushing your teeth. could be after. could be while you're getting, you know, applying post-bomb application, pre-bomb application or, no, you know, no-bomb or lotions or smelly stuff. Or if you're like me, you know, you just say, okay, let me just climb in here do a little pillow fluffing at any point you're going to hit play and you'll start listening to me and that way I'll take your mind off all the narratives you're kind of running your brains telling you or your body's telling you or your feelings telling you those those narratives they tend to be kind of about your self-worth or about your ability to sleep or about things that are currently out of your control because you're trying to go to bed well, what I'm going to offer you, but the thing is, their arguments are usually grounded in some sense sensible thing, a little bit outrageous a lot of times, their commentary. But you say, whoa, that's having some real impact because, you know, but I will tell you stories that have, they're not even based on relativity. They said, I don't think an imaginary story could violate any of those Einsteinian laws uh, like the first law of pronunciation. But, you know, maybe my stories do not contain, they're not, they're related. And when they, but but they don't have any, well, maybe they do. I think he's caught me in an Einsteinian conundrum. That man, we're caught. He probably let us right there because he knew, as you, you know, because I know when you're in the hot tub, you like me to, to you know, narrate your stories you know, they got all these comics books about you, Batman. Would you like me to narrate them for you with that? Relax you. Or how about some Aquaman? That's more suited towards bedtime. No offense, Aquaman fans. But it seems like Doleville, you know, to me. But I could be wrong, you know, because I, uh, I haven't read any. So I could read some of those to you, Batman. But, but for the rest of you out there, you, you non-suited uh, ca- characters of normal people, well, real real heroes of the world... If I might say, or someone in a debate, you know, you know, jockeying for some airtime might say, you know, those of you down on, you know, whatever they say, the grit and the grode of Main Street or something or other. But really, I, I want to be a real sidekick. So so what I'll do is I don't really have any, I guess this is the adaptability of lack of superpowers, except when people say, okay, oh, you're super boring. And one time it clicked. I said, wait a second. Are you okay? One, you're, is that a rejection? Okay. Two, were you serious? Am I super boring? And she was already walking away. But that was a formative. Can you have a formative memory in your 30s? A formative? But hey, okay. So um, uh, what was I saying? I said, wait a second. Maybe I am super boring. And I said, Osh, gosh, gosh, but gosh. And I was hoping I would ch- but I said, Oh, it looks the same. That's even better. They'll never know my dolls are coming. And since that day, I said to myself, I'll be beaten by a titsy fly, just because that sounds like a good podcast word, by a titsy fly. Maybe I'll call myself, I said, Well, that's not really bedtime, a titsy. And I said, Well, it's close. I tried to come up with a character name. But I said, From this day forward, you know, if I truly have been gifted with the powers of being super boring and, you know, curious about things that people don't find interesting, the ability to describe things in a way that makes this solid seem gelatinous, to take plot points and make them into more, you know, plot plot points, so, you know, the Plodmaster, no, that's no good. Uh, so that's what I do here. If this is your first couple of times here, you have to stand by. It's a little strange. It's a little different. But believe me, I, I one of my, another thing I have in my belt of, you know, stuff that I carry around, well, it's a, it's a shoulder satchel. Because I spilled some chicken parm in my backpack, so I had a backpack. Uh, but I, as I carry, you know, a boundary, a respecter of boundaries. So I'll come over at bedtime three times a week. And you just fire me up. I'll start talking. I'll take your mind off stuff. But since I'm your sidekick, just like all the great sidekicks that I couldn't think of uh, before I insulted all the hardcore Aquaman fans, you know, just like those great, great sidekicks that slip out of my memory Everything I'm gonna to say to you from here on forward, feel free to let it slip out of yours. Uh, feel free to let it roll off the roll over you, and then roll off the other side of the bed as you drift off. I'll take your attention away, but then you know I won't discard it. You know I'll just you know say, You'll You know you'll be. You'll hear noises, and maybe one part of you will be aware that I'm trying to kind of entertain you. Uh, to distract you, but not engage you. And also to buy time. Well, hopefully, I was hoping a witty character name would bump into my head, but it did not. So that's all. I'm your sidekick of the night. You're, you know, something that rhymes with that that would make me look so bright. I'm here to say nighty night. And, you know, with, you know, with a dull delight. A dull delight. That's not very marketable. So they say, is that going to be a brand? I said, no, I don't. I don't know what that means. But I do know that dull delight. That would be, that wouldn't be good for anybody. Because uh, I said they said that, that. I think that was when she, she said that was a dull delight. And they said, was that a negative double entendre? And that was a different person that said, but also said. I think she said, or something. I said, is that French? Did you just call me super boring in French? Uh, Or was that Czech? I'm sorry. And believe it or not, she was an Aquaman fan. So that's one of the reasons I don't like, you know, maybe it's just jealousy. But that's what the podcast is here for. The main intention is, instead of thinking about all this stuff going on with you, just kind of listen to me. And I'll kind of do my best, to, well, I'll do my best to kind of keep you entertained. And really, that metaphor, it's like, what the heck does that sidekick do? You know, they it on the CB or the walkie-talkie or the communicator? And then they're getting caught. So I'm going to get caught up in all of your thoughts instead of, you know, and then, but you don't even need to rescue me. Say, I'll just be here with old uh, octoplasm and uh, smeller or whatever the heck. So that's it. Uh, podcast will put you to sleep. It's different than a lot of the other stuff. It uh, could 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 uh, melt your brain if you're uh, you know, if if you're into any of the other stuff. I miss you know, misinsulted. Uh, but I'm glad you're here. I'm gonna do my best, uh, and uh, thanks for stopping by. I really hope I help you fall asleep. Good night. All right, housekeeping. We're on the web: www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. com. You can find older episodes there. You can find our show notes, you can comment on the website, you can email me, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. I'm on Twitter at Dearest Scooter, we're on Facebook, I want to thank Chris Posty posterson who edited this episode and did the music, he's got a podcast, sounds like an earful. I want to thank uh, Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork, we've got a Facebook group over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. And I want to thank uh, Alexandra, Laura, Julie C., Jennifer B., Rachel L., to the G., and Lie to Lie who are moderating over there. And I think that's it for right now. So let's keep moving. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. Uh, this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. Uh, we do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up at night. Whether it's stuff on your mind you're thinking about or something going on with your body or something you're going de- wrestling with emotionally. Whatever it is, I'm going to send my voice and my intention across the deep, dark night here. And I'm going to try to distract you from all that stuff. And the way I'm going to do it is, you know, lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, pauses, a lot of goofing around, a lot of just exposition, expository phrases, I think. I don't know. I have no idea. You know, what word just popped in my head? Gerund. And I said, just it. If I knew, I said, well, I'll be saying words like Gerund. And I, I'm, I I said, is that, a, is that a propositional phrase? And I say, it sounds like he's bidding at a, uh, uh, you know, whatever you call those things, you know. Is it is uh, did uh, Strunk and White go out of business? Is Scooter bidding on different, you know, phrase phrase-y sentence fragments? That's what I'm bidding on, sir. And the reason I do it, because a lot of times at bedtime, it can seem a bit like a strange... It's 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 not dream like a lot of times when you're getting asleep. But there's it tends to be like one of those auctioneers there. And if I did an auctioneer voice, it wouldn't be good. But it just you know, if you were there at the shrunken, they said Elements of Style. And I say, isn't that E. B. White or, oh, it's shrunk? Elements of Style went out of business, and they're dismantling the Elements of Style. You're telling me that, and your brain might actually try to pull this over on you. You know, with your personal life instead. But you say you're lying there, and you can feel yourself getting, well, what is what shrunk and White going to do? You know, which edition, all the editions, I'm not even sure, what was the last edition? And you say, what are the what words, how are people going to, what are people going to refer to? What's going to, is the entire, you know, superstructure of the English language going to deteriorate? I said, well, Scooter's doing just fine with that. But it could be like that, but with your personal stuff, they say, geez, which you, how come you, why do you have your white socks in with your colored socks? What kind of person does that? A lonely person. And that's why you're lonely. If you can just take care of your socks, it's no wonder you can't grapple with your, per- and you say, I'm trying, you know, I got to go to sleep. And so and then, so that's like the auctioneer. You say, okay, I'm going to take socks shame for, you know, how how many, you know, how many minutes you want? And they sell it to shy, And then, you see, this doesn't make any sense that I'm, you know, you're keeping me up with this sock argument. It was like Scooter's dismantling of the street. I mean, he doesn't even, he's got E.B. White. Cons- Is that the mouse that drives the car? E.B. White. Anyone. And Scooter takes that for 100 He bought that. They think that's Stuart Little, Scoots. But, you know, and then the next thing you know, you try to roll over, you try to fluff your pillows, and then. He says, "I got an itchy ankle for you know," and then it just says, "Itchy ankle," instead of an itchy ankle over there, itchy ankle over here. I got an itch on your back over here. I got an itch on your shoulder over here. uh one hundred itch on the earlobe. It's the earlobe. What could that be? Better itch that. Better itch that earlobe. I got a worry, 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 worry. See What are you worrying about? Why aren't you worrying more? What should worry about? What happened today? What you think? Did you check your car? When's the last time you took your car? And your oil's got to get changed. Taxes are coming up. Taxes are due. Well, you remember that form you never did that YGK you had to put in your pension fund. So instead, I guess I have a strange skill. You may say, a skill like, or you know, near skill, which is to take all that t- take that auctioneer, and while you, like, when it's in my voice, I think that's part of it. It's my voice instead of your voice. And while you might not know that, I really am just picturing part of my brain is actively dismantling elements of style and saying, "What are we going to action off next?" And they say, "Well, we're saving the Oxford comma for last because we know how hot the Oxford comma is." So we're going to make. I say, "Wait a second! Did I just get hired as a consultant as a like corporate raider on the elements of style?" So you know. That you might know that it's ridiculous I don't quite know that but neither do your brain parts so they say okay I'm going you know we're, we're, we're saving it up. we're putting it all on the oxford comma sell the rest for beans and they say screw what about this semicolon and i say, you know what Let's see if you can use it as a movie prop because that would make a good phone you know pretend phone or emojis i say use it as a phone in them. And I say, great idea. Get Emoji Corp on Is there an Emoji Corp? Did the Koch brothers buy all the emojis up yet? If they did, I'm going to need an emoji. You know, I'll obviously have to do, you know, I'll need a counterfeit emoji to show my displeasure. I say, I need a math guy. I need a I need a, uh, what are those things called? They're not letters, but the, what am I, let's talk apostrophes next. I mean, I'm wondering if we can sell separately. You know, we'll double our apostrophe pleasure. We'll sell them upside down and right side up, left and right. And your brain now is saying, wait a second. This scooter's not half bad at this. Uh, and I say, I wonder if see I, I wonder if they're stay- staying up at night thinking about this. And I say, all right, I want all the Moji corpse deposits and, you know, German bear bonds you know, and I want to see, you know, on hand. And I say, boys, I want to talk about, you know, before we end this presentation, I want to talk about undervalued assets. I want to talk about the less than and the greater than signs, because I think, you know, I think those, you should be undervalued. I can't, I mean, unless, you know, unless, you know, there's some fish base. I don't know, maybe, uh, you, do we have any emoji-based corporations and you know, with yeah, cross-check that demographics, high fishing population, sport fishermen, uh, with emojis. Yes, we will re, we will re- reevaluate the uh, less than and greater than symbols. All right, team. Well, we've been avoiding talking about the question mark, the explanation point, in the uh, in the period. You know, and I can see you all looking at me. And saying don't worry, we're holding on to the Oxford comma. We're gonna sell the we're gonna sell the Oxford comma separately. Wait, here's what we do for this is a PR move. We're gonna we're gonna give those we're gonna open up open source the period, the question mark and the exclamation point. Oh wait, okay. You said the Koch brothers are on the phone. Do the the is this gonna be an offer on all caps? Yeah, I knew it was coming. Uh, double their offer, you know, tell them twice as much, they'll buy it. You know, there's no way they could get their candidate, you know, without all caps. They don't, you know, they need that for the tweeting, you know, that they do. All right, good. So that's it, you know. So that that would, that, that's and this is kind of the podcast in a nutshell, or the nut with a podcast in a shell of sensibility, I guess, is more like it. But That's the goal is to kind of take your mind off of stuff, distract you with a little bit of nonsense that's just grounded enough, like with some familiar stuff, and that it distracts those parts of your brain that are always thinking and talking, and you a little bit. I want to give you a little pre bed. We'll call it pleasure light. You know, but, but, but you know, you don't know. I, I got to wait for the rest. I'm distracted because I'm seeing somebody bidding. And the sense sign, and I hadn't, you know, decided how much, you know, how much sense is the sense sign worth. If a sense sign could, you know, be in a, you know, if I could do that, but I can't. But So that's the podcast. I'm glad you're here. I just want to take your mind off stuff. I'll be false. It's a weird show. And basically, this is what it's like. You know, I try to take my time. Uh, so I'll just be here rambling on for like an hour total or so. So it's it. You know, I just want to take your mind off of stuff, and it's because I, you know, I as a matter of fact, I, I didn't. I barely slept last night, so I know how it is. And it, again, it was one of those. I, I woke, you know, I had trouble falling asleep, and then two hours later I woke up. and I'm like, oh boy. So I know how it is. So if I can be of service to you. With this, you know, and it's kind of fun for me. I said, geez, I'll probably, you know, I might be up at night, you know, Googling Strunk and, is it Strunk and White? Elements of Style, we could just sell that title for a new book. You know, get the Kardashians on the phone. I said, and we'll have Kanye and Kim outbid each other for their next autobiography. So, Boom uh so 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 uh, you know thank you for letting me thank you for giving this podcast a shot give it a couple tries you know if it doesn't work it works for some people it doesn't work for everybody for a po- portion of the population that has already stopped listening it induces you know it makes the it gives them a fever you know and that's a good kind like I don't give like I give you fever, not that kind uh not fever in the morning like fever at night where they grind you know they say that's scooter. With this, so, but I hope you're I hope this works for you. It, it really is as it's, it's, it's well intentioned as I can be, and it's su- super goofy. Uh, but mostly, I'm glad you I appreciate you stopping by, and I hope I can help you fall asleep. All right, housekeeping run the web com. Older episodes are there, show notes are on there. You can comment on the website, you can email me feedback at com. Uh, We have a Facebook group over at com slash nods, N-O-D-S. I want to thank Julie C., Lydalai, Rachel L. to the G., Jennifer B., Alexandra and Laura, who noderate over there. I want to thank Chris Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who does our music and edits some of our episodes. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer, who do our artwork.